The Rangers absolutely blast the Royals, win another road series, and Marcus Simeon is off to an incredibly hot start. We're going to talk about all that more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all five seasons of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Thank y'all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Subscribe on YouTube where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. We are about 15 subscribers away from 2000. So go help us get over the mark, hopefully by the end of this week. And hopefully the Rangers will still be atop the AL West. We're going to get into the Rangers being atop the AL West with the second best record in the American League at this point and another serious win on the road. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Now, Marcus Simeon is off to an incredibly hot start. Last year, we all know how rough a start it was to the season for him, but he has been on an incredible tear the last seven games as home runs in his last three games. The Rangers are playing in about 45 minutes uh, as I record this, so maybe he'll have have home runs in four straight games. He is in the top 10 in the American League in home runs, along with Adolis Garcia, both of whom homer today. But Marcus Simeon just continues to be on a freaking tear. His last seven games, he has been literally on fire i was talking when when Corey seager got hurt i thought okay well uh the rangers lineup i talked about how deep it was and they have a lot of stars in the top three but those other two in the top three really needed to step up nathaniel lowe is on a career high 12 game hitting streak now marcus simeon is on a seven game hitting streak and has homers in three straight games which is a career high for him but in those last seven games 27 at bats he's got 10 hits three home runs 10 rbi five walks to just three strikeouts that's a slash line of 370, 469, slugging 778. The guy has been on an absolute tear lately, and the Rangers have absolutely needed it. He has not been traditionally a hot starter, and Texas has needed every single bit of his offense from the leadoff spot, getting on base at a good clip. I was just thinking, I'm like, all right, Simeon's making some solid contact. A lot of times he was getting robbed of these base hits. I, I felt like he was had a, you know, he was hitting the ball pretty hard, but it was just kind of finding gloves, and he wasn't really walking at the rate that you would kind of want your leadoff guy to walk. Now that walk rate has jumped up quite a bit. A pair of walks in the same game will do that. Um, but still, he is providing a lot of quality all around the diamond. He is the Rangers baseball reference war leader at this point at point eight. Number two, of course, Dane Dunning at point six. And finally, we have some of the usual suspects that you would suspect to finally get in there. Jacob deGrom is finally on the leaderboard. Um, and Josh Young as well is also on the leaderboard. His defense has been excellent. I note, noted last night on Twitter that his outs above average had him in the 24th percentile um, before the end of last night's game. Now it's jumped up into the 69th percentile, which I feel like is, is not only pretty nice, but also acknowledges what his defense has been. But offensively, this Rangers lineup was it didn't look super intimidating from the start of last night's game. I mean, you take out Jonah Heim, who's got an OPS of uh, 850 at this point, and you put in Sandy Leone, who had not had a hit for the Rangers up until last night. I don't think he didn't reach base yet. And then you have Travis Jankowski, who is 
who's been really good, but not exactly the number two hole hitter that strikes a lot of fear into you, like Corey Seager would be. And then you have Robbie Grossman hitting in the sixth hole, Ezekiel Duran, who hadn't been doing super well, Brad Miller, who's been fine. He's been fine, but not super exciting when your DH is hitting eighth. In general, I kind of stand by my statement of opening day. If your DH is hitting eighth, you probably need a different DH. Um, but of course... This lineup just comes in and, and drops 12 runs on the Kansas City Royals on a, a day where they had a decent starting pitcher. I mean, Brad Keller has been pretty good so far this season, even with uh, four runs or four innings with three runs earned runs given up. His ERA is ballooned all the way up to just an even 3.0. So still, still pretty good. But the Rangers really got to this Royals bullpen, which has been one of the weaker points of this Royals team. The offense has also not been super great, but they were they were getting on base against Nathan Eovaldi. We'll get to him in just second but this Rangers team continues to love their big innings another five plus run inning five runs in the sixth the Rangers were leading three to two at that point and then dropped a five bomb in that sixth inning once when the starter was out and they were able to get to the bullpen um Kios did a pretty good job but Hernandez came in he was throwing gas but he was not able to retire a single hitter not a single one five hitters he faced five of them reached on a hit didn't walk anybody, but didn't get a single out either. Also gave up the bomb, I believe, to Marcus Simeon. Um, yeah, he did give up the bomb to Marcus Simeon. And this Rangers offense has done that now five times with with a run, where they with an inning where they score at least five plus runs. They also drop four more runs the eighth inning just for good measure, just to say, yeah, you know what? We're not done. We're going to keep battering you. We're still going to absolutely mash um, and that's what I love about this team. This team does not let up. They do not take it easy. Um, they did end up taking Marcus Simeon out of the game late for a defensive substitution. Um, but, I mean, when you got a 10-run game, and I believe it was the eighth inning that they took him out for Josh Smith to go play shortstop and then Ezekiel Duran to go play second base, then, you know what, that's fine. That's honestly fine. Uh, we did get, speaking of things that are fine, Jacob DeGrom is fine. There was a lot of injury scare after him leaving the, after the fourth inning of a no hitter turns out he had some wrist soreness but they talked to him after the game and the updates that we've gotten since then it seems like he's probably going to make his next start the rangers really dodged the bullet there it was more of a precautionary thing he said that he didn't feel great in his wrist some outside outside of his wrist was feeling a little bit sore um and so he thought that in the bullpen, he thought he could just power through it and it'd be fine, but it was getting worse throughout the game. And DeGrom said that, you know, it, it just continued to get worse. And rather than try and pitch through it and have to adjust his mechanics, which are, by the way, impeccable, um, I need to go find that uh, that video from Pitching Ninja of showing his, whenever they overlay his pitches and it, it shows, it, it overlays the motion and he looks exactly the same. Like no, no matter what pitch it is, no matter like, what pitch number it is, whether it's pitch one or pitch a hundred or pitch 50, like he looks like he's throwing the exact same pitch every single time, which is why he is such a ninja. Um, his release point is exactly the same, which is why it's so incredibly difficult to pick up. Not only is his fastball and his changeup and his curveball and um, his slider all, not only are they all amazing, they all look exactly the same coming out of the hand and then just whoop, there they go. They, you have no idea where those pitches are going to break, which is is just incredible and so rather than try and adjust his mechanics and that might lead to a bigger injury and it might start spiraling he thought okay let's just take me out of this one see how we feel um, when he pitches his bullpen and then hopefully he can make his next start which will be on Sunday so a lot of worry 
for hopefully not all that much. The, the DEFCRAM meter is, is still at, at DEFCRAM uh, 4, just slightly cautious extra security around Jacob de Grom, but nothing, nothing absolutely terrifying. Coming up, we're going to look at the other, the Ranger, one of the other pitchers that the Rangers acquired this offseason, Nathan Evaldi, having a really good day when his stuff wasn't his best, which is incredibly encouraging. But first, this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look the green check to know if your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now this Rangers team definitely has the right parts the right parts to their starting rotation. Nathan Eovaldi was a little bit shaky to start this one. Honestly, I was a little worried, a little frustrated because he kept giving up base runners and uh, the Rangers uh, were able to get him three runs by that fourth inning. And um, he kept allowing leadoff base runner after leadoff base runner and was still working out of trouble, which is a, a nice sign. He went six innings in this one, five strikeouts, just one walk because that's what he does. But he did allow seven hits and two earned runs. Finally got the ERA below six where it had been for the vast majority of the season. Glad to see him getting that number back down, getting the Rangers six innings, and getting the Rangers the win uh, as well. One of the things that was not working for him in this one was his splitter. Usually that is one of his biggest swing and miss pitches, but he was not getting a whole lot of swings and misses on that. Still did lead the game with 14 swings and misses in this one, but had to use that splitter as more of a ground ball pitch is more of a you know setup pitch and I think that is really encouraging seeing when your starting pitcher doesn't have his best swing and miss pitch uh, out there and he's able to work through it the fastball was averaging 95.7 miles an hour which in his age in his uh, 2021 season that fastball was averaging 97 miles an hour right now it's at 96 just kind of want to see that go up a tick it is still early in the season so i'm sure we'll get a little bit more velocity as we go on through the season but still um nice to see him battling through when he didn't have his best stuff this isn't the the toughest lineup in the entire world but it is still a major league lineup that did shellack him the last time that they saw him so seeing him get back out there even without his best stuff was really really encouraging um got quite a few swings and misses from the four seamer and from the splitter didn't get those until late um and also from the cutter so really using all of his pitches very very well staying in the zone not walking a whole lot of guys and that is something that he has done very very well as has this entire rangers staff i mean he is averaging to 1.7 walks per nine this season, which is great. Martin Perez is up there a little bit. Same with Andrew Heaney and John Gray. Heaney, that worries me a little bit. That is something that he was supposed to do very well is stay in the strike zone and not give up a lot of walks, just give up a lot of hard contact. Right now, Heaney's at five walks per nine. Martin Perez is at four walks per nine. John Gray is at 3.9. If both those guys um, that were here last year, Martin Perez and John Gray, can get those walks down just a little bit, then I would be really, really encouraged with what they're doing. By the way, John Gray is hopefully going to make his next start on Friday. It seems like everything is just fine. With that liner, he took off the right arm, which was really, really scary. But it's good to see him um, 
feeling better and the Rangers getting some kind of injury luck with those two key starters coming out of the game early, but still looking like they're going to make their next start in this series against the A's. Not that they'll super need them against the A's. Actually, well, the A's are a bad team, um, but their offense, I think, is fine. But they're pitching. Hopefully the Rangers can continue to heat up these bats. Speaking of hot bats, Josh Young has been incredibly hot as well on a seven-game hitting streak where he is also tearing the cover off the ball, hitting 357 during the last seven games with an on-base of 419 and slugging 536, um, just the one home run, but it was a massive one in the series opener of this one. He is up there on the war leaderboard at .54. His defense has been much improved this year, um, 69 per- 69th percentile in the outs above average. We have seen him make some diving stops. We've seen him make some better throws. There is some question about his arm strength, but that has been uh, something that he has really worked on, and it seems like he has gotten a whole lot better. One of the things that he talked about before the season in spring training, there was a lot of focus on his defense because it looked significantly better in spring training and still looks better this season. And he said he, he wants to be boring at third base. He wants to just go make make the plays, make it not be you know a hole to do. And I, I think that's a great approach for a guy who is going to be carried by his bat. That is what his value as a player is going to be, is in him hitting the absolute tarnation out of baseball, having some professional plate appearances, spreading the ball to all fields, and being okay at third base. I mean, eventually, I think he's going to be moved off of third base by Corey Seager, because I think Corey Seager is eventually going to move to third base, and we'll see what happens to Josh Young then. But for now, him just being a fine defensive third baseman, being above average is is great. It's icing on the cake. Um, but still, it is really encouraging to see this young guy stepping up and doing his part with Corey Seager out. Everybody in this lineup needs to step up, Josh Young included, and he has done so. So far this season, he's got an 814 OPS, which is third yes fourth on the team fifth we're doing this math of just the starters um sorry counting is not my strength my, my strong suit Corey Seager leads the team with a thousand OPS Jonah Heim at 850 then Marcus Simeon at 825 that we also have Travis Jankowski at um 938 which by the way he continues to put together some really quality at bats having him in center field in the second hole with a multi-hit game in this one and an extra base hit I, I think that he seems to be fitting there. I mean, I love Leody Tavares' defense. Offensively, he is just not getting it done, and this is a make-or-break year for Leody. And if Travis Jankowski can come in and, and take your job, your everyday job in center field in this year when it was all set up for him, then that is not a great sign for him, but also a good sign for the Rangers and for Travis Jankowski just going out there and absolutely shoving. I don't think that Jankowski is going to continue to have a 900-ish OPS or hit 333 for a prolonged period of time, but for now he is and so you got to ride the hot bat i mean right now he's he's got an on base over 400 and that'll play that will play for sure he's leading the team with two stolen bases which by the way in this this whole season where it's there's a lot of emphasis on steals there have been so few steals from this team i mean travis jankowski has two um josh young got his first last night marcus simeon has one has been caught stealing and Ilse garcia has one that's it. That, those are the only stolen bases. Now, part of it has just been the teams that they've been playing. I think they will get more aggressive against Oakland um, and hopefully against the Reds as well. Just in general, more so this season, guys have to be on base quite a bit. I think we'll, we'll see quite a bit more stealing from Marcus Simeon as we go throughout the season, especially if he's getting on base um, at the clip that he's been getting on for the last seven games. Still would like to see them be a little bit more aggressive, but still 
Um, one last thing that I wanted to mention from this game before we get into more of a big picture look at this team and a tweet that I had that already has Astros fans mad in the middle of April. Not that that takes a whole lot. I do want to get into Ezekiel Duran and what he is doing and him getting his third straight start in this day game that's happening either as you're listening to this or after before you've listened to this. But first, this episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Pro Baseball GM is the coolest game I have played in quite some time. You know, I've always thought that I could be a great Major League GM, and, you know, it turns out it's not all that easy. If you've had the same thought and fantasized about managing your own franchise, then go download Pro Baseball GM immediately. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of the franchise, play through seasons, and you're responsible for leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation, you hire the right coaches, manage team finances, scout and draft players. You can manage through difficult personalities and some injuries as well. All this in a challenge and realistic game game world ultimate baseball gm is completely free playable offline play on the go as you want and when you want to go locked on rangers listeners get a 100 free boost to their franchise when using promo locked on in the game school in the game store so go make sure to check it out to download the game just visit probaseballgm.com scan the code or look it up in the app stores that's probaseballgm.com ultimate baseball gm start your dynasty today now, one last thing from this game. It was good to see Ezekiel Duran playing shortstop and getting a multi-hit game. It was just a pair of singles, but he put, put together some pretty darn good at-bats. He has been putting together good at-bats. He is in the category of guy who is putting up bad numbers, but really not doing a bad job. Let's get that, that graphic out of there. But Ezekiel Duran playing shortstop is not something that I have noticed, which is a big compliment to him. I've seen him quite a few times in Frisco playing shortstop, and I thought, he's, he's fine. He's not as good defensively as Josh Smith, but Smith has not been providing the thump that you would think that Ezekiel Duran can provide, and I think that he will provide. But just getting his bat into the lineup, I think, is good. Giving him every day at bats is something that's important. He could be a good key piece for this team for the future. I kind of wanted him to win that left field job out of camp. He didn't end up doing that. He did end up winning a roster spot. Um, but it's good to see him getting out there, getting some confidence, getting another start, and having him get some time at shortstop where I think he can play just fine. He's not going to be an elite defensive shortstop, I don't think, but I think he's more than serviceable there. And I I think that his bat can really provide quite a bit of value at that shortstop hole. Good to see Ezekiel Duran getting out there, getting a multi-hit game, and hopefully he can have another multi-hit game, start stringing some things together, get a little bit more confidence and start putting some balls into the seats and hitting some balls into the gap. So Duran Duran can once again earn his nickname because of all the doubles that he is hitting. Now, the Rangers, right now, as I'm recording this, have a winning record, 11 and 6. I mean, they're, they're going to, as you're listening to this, probably unless you're listening to this like months in advance and, and things have gone really, really south. But right now, the Rangers are in first place in the American League West. They have a two-game lead. They have the second-best record in the American League and the second-best run differential in all of baseball at plus 34. Only the Rays have a better record than them in the American League and also a better run differential because the Rays are kicking the crap out of absolutely everybody. Granted, it's mostly a bunch of bad teams, but they are still winning a lot of games and doing so in convincing fashion with the Rangers have been doing as well. Right now, their Pythagorean record, because they have been walloping so many teams with that plus 34 
run differential, 100 runs scored, just 66 allowed. Their Pythagorean record is actually better than their actual record, which was the case last year, but mostly for bad reasons. This year, it's because they're hammering the teams that they're playing. Their Pythagorean record is 12-5. and five. Their actual record is 11-6 and six as of this recording before the finale against Kansas City. But the Rangers team is is taking advantage of what is in front of them in their schedule. It's not like the Astros have had the easiest the uh, easiest schedule in the entire or the hardest schedule in the entire world. Granted, right now they're playing the Toronto Blue Jays, who are a very good baseball team, but they haven't played the toughest teams at all. They've played Detroit. They lost that series. They've played a couple series against the White Sox. They also lost that series. They have played against the Twins, who were kind of tough. They played the Rangers, who are playing really well, and they lost that series at home. Granted, they don't have Jose Altuve, but they still have so many other all-star bats in their lineup. So I, I tweeted out this morning, as I did uh, yesterday morning, just congrat, good morning to the Texas Rangers who are in first place in the AOS. And uh, a couple of my Astros friends found it and quote tweeted me and said, oh no, look at this guy doing a standings tweet in April. Oh my God, wow, how stupid. You're going to look so dumb. And I'm seeing people bookmarking these tweets to come back two months later and be like, oh, see, see, they didn't win the AOS. Yeah, I know. Maybe they won't. Maybe they will, but maybe they won't. And you know what? I don't care. And neither should you. This team is above 500. This team is winning. This team just kicked the crap out of the Houston Astros in a decisive Sunday night game in on live national television for everyone to see them winning a series in Houston. It has been so long since this team has been good. I'm enjoying my role as a little bit of a troll. And, you know, maybe you can have some fun at the Astros. I mean, these Astros fans, they, they win one World Series, one, one actual World Series, legitimately. And in April, they're already mad about a standings tweet from the rival I, I didn't tag anybody i didn't tag any astros fans i didn't say anything about the astros who are in fourth place in the american league west which is where the rangers have been for quite some time and you know i've felt what it's like to be in fourth place in april and also in september and i felt what it's like to be in first place in april and also september it's been several years since that's happened but you know what? I like having my team having a winning record more. I like my team taking care of business and winning the games that they should more than having a losing record. Astros fans, what what are y'all so mad about? To, to quote the great philosopher Draymond Green, insecurity is always loud. And man, these Astros fans are so insecure about so many things. It's It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to see the Astros on the other end of it. Granted, they're only 8-10, and 10 and um, maybe they'll end up running off some 10-game winning streak and passing the Rangers and making the street look dumb. And granted, it is just a two-game lead over the Astros. Um, actually, it's a two-game lead over the Angels, and more than that, over the Astros. I think it's three and a half, if my math is correct, which it's probably not because I'm not good at math. But still, it doesn't matter. Don't let anyone take this away from you. It has been so long as Rangers fans since we have experienced this much. It's been since 2016 since this team had a multi-game lead atop the AL West. Since 2016. That is seven years. I don't care if it's April. I don't care if we're barely 10% of the way into the season. By the way, we're more than 10% of the way into the season. And the Rangers have a winning record and look like a really freaking good baseball team yeah they're they're kicking the crap out of a bunch of bad teams so are the rays so are the other teams that are winning their division granted the division isn't won in april and a lot of times the astros start slowly and then end up just kicking the crap out of everybody because they're a very deep and good team and have been for a while but right now they're not right now they're losing right now they lost a series to the rangers they lost a series to the blue jays and um you know what that's fine 
that's fine. I'd rather be winning series than losing series. All you can play is who is ahead of you. The Rangers have a much tougher record in the month of May than they do in the month of April. Last year, they had a much tougher record in the month of May than they did in the month of April. In the month of April, they were kind of crap. And in the month of May, they were fantastic. And the Rangers can only take advantage of what's in front of them. Granted, that May schedule, here's what they have left in April. They have these this one final game against the Royals, then three at home against the A's, travel all the way to Cincinnati um, to face off against the Reds, who are currently getting their teeth kicked in by the Rays, then three games against the Yankees, who are, or four games, excuse me, at home against the Yankees, who are a tough opponent. And if the Rangers can take three out of four against the Yankees, then that puts them in a good position for May, where they have some really tough road series, a week-long road, more a week-and-a-half-long road trip against the AL West, against the Angels, the Mariners, and the A's, um, Two of those three series will be difficult, and then one will be in Oakland. Um, then, in the month of May, they also follow that two-week or week-and-a-half-long road trip with a three-game series at home against the Braves, which will be tough. Then the rest of their month shouldn't be all that difficult. They do have a road series against the uh, Orioles, but outside of that, three against the Rockies, three at the Pirates, three at Detroit. So, and by the end of the month of May, if they can survive that week-long road trip by the way they also have two games against the diamondbacks who are right now leading the nl west i know it's early but again i'd rather be winning than losing and the diamondbacks look really darn good so far to start the season and they also won a series against the dodgers so these young scrappy teams they come out of nowhere this rangers team is not young they are scrappy and they are kind of it's it's a weird position to be in because usually you know the way the place the Rangers are, a team that has been so bad for so long, usually you don't spend a bunch of money and bring in all these veterans and have a new squad that way that is young and, you know, hasn't been to the playoffs before and hasn't won before as this team. Usually it's the young core being promoted from within. But in terms of young core, there's basically Josh Young, Ezekiel Duran, who's not playing every day. There is Jonah Heim kind of counts, he's but he's 28. Nathaniel Lowe kind of counts but he was still a big leaguer when they traded for him he's 27 um there's not a whole lot of young core and again this entire starting pitching staff uh for mercenaries brought in within the last two years all of them and i mean you can look at the bullpen with a couple of guys brock burke cole reagan's jonathan hernandez those guys are are young guns that are up and coming but for the most part this is kind of a, a weirdly assembled team that you know, is filled with a lot of veterans who have won a lot. Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon have won at a lot of places. Nathaniel Lowe did win in places, well, in, in Tampa Bay. Jacob DeGrom has won. Nathan Eovaldi has won a World Series. John Gray has not. Andrew Heaney was part of some winning teams. He was on the Dodgers last year, who were a pretty darn good baseball team. Um, and Martin Perez has won with the Rangers in the past. So it's kind of a weird, weirdly assembled team that is like, that should be scrappy young up-and-comers, but it's like old up-and-comers, except it's not. I don't know. The identity of this team is kind of a, a weird, weird place, um, but I love it. It is such a mishmash of uh, pieces, parts from all different places, all brought together in the last two years in one of the more unlikely rebuilds that seems to be working. I'm glad that they... That they kick-started this rebuild because the Rangers have not been super great at developing young talent to have a young core to build around. I mean, Josh Young, if he turns out to be half of what I think he's going to be, he's going to be by far the best developed young player since Mark Teixeira. And, or, I mean, he has another couple of, if he has a couple all-star seasons, he'll be the best since Joey Gallo. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot of, you know, recent expectation of, 
bringing guys up and them absolutely delivering. Jerks and Profar was the closest thing to a sure thing that the Rangers had and just random freak injuries and um, curses from the gods um, robbed him of that. And I'm glad he has made himself into a, what, eight year, 10 year, however many year big league veteran. But still, the Rangers have not had a whole lot of talent. So acquiring this talent the weird way, the free agent way, and um, making smart trades like for Nathaniel Lowe, like for Jonah Heim, um, has been what the Rangers have done well. So I am encouraged by this team. Don't let anybody downplay this hot start, even if everything falls apart, even if the Rangers do end up finishing fourth in the AL West and losing 90 games yet again. This this hot start is fun, and don't let the the worry of what could fall apart tomorrow take away from the joy of what is happening today because right now your texas rangers are freaking good they are kicking the crap out of everybody who's in front of them and they should be celebrated for it so don't let anyone poo poo your parade i don't care if it's april the rangers are still in first place atop the ao west that's going to do it for today's show on tomorrow shall be talking about hopefully another martin perez gem hopefully the longest winning streak of the rangers season if they win and sweep this series it'll be four games heading into a series against the oakland a's where the rangers can continue to get these hot bats even hotter and marcus simeon get some revenge against his old team but that's going to do it for today's show thank you all so much for listening and subscribing and until next time don't forget to enjoy your first place Rangers baseball.